Hello, fellow MS sufferers. It's me again. And uh, I am here talking about MS and how it affects you and things that can happen. And I want to go over um, MS and workers' comp. There are two things that are diametrically different and don't work together at all. So I'm going to go into this a little bit in my experience. So you can understand what it's like to not know you have MS and think that you're having some kind of reaction to something at work or whatnot and have to deal with workers' comp. So it can be a harrowing experience. It can be one of those things that you just wonder why, 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 why do I even try? What's the point, right? I spent 30 years building myself up in a career, right? I, I, I spent a lot of time making myself a plant engineer and a maintenance manager. I really did. I, I got to that point in my career that I could walk into a place that was looking for somebody with my experience and have a reasonable expect expectation to get the job, period. And um, that says something for a guy that's a high school dropout. Now I got my I got I got my GED and I went on to get uh, get some college and things like that. But I started out as a high school dropout. So the truth is, I, I had worked my way up to this point. And <laughs> when you're facing workers' comp, right? And workers' comp is telling you that, that you're faking things and it's it's uh, you're malingering and you're going blind. I mean, your eyes are just literally burning every day and you're in pain and you can't see or barely see. And you have to go to work, work around machinery that's going to eat you alive and drive. And it can be difficult and it can be harrowing and it can be one of those things that you just you just want to end your life you just want to go you just want to get a gun put it to your head and shoot yourself but don't right don't because sometimes ms is this weird weird thing that doesn't present itself like it should so i went to i ended up going to this doctor he was in, uh, uh, I'm not going to tell you where he was, but, and he wasn't from our country. He wasn't from the United States. Uh, I don't really care. I don't care where he was from, but, uh, we got off on the wrong foot and, uh, right off the bat, I don't really know why, honestly, I, I don't know why we got off, but we got off on the wrong foot and he looked at my eyes and he said, there's nothing wrong and sent me back to work. Well, I went back and because there was obviously something to me, there was obviously something wrong with my eyes. And he said, okay, well, let me look at it again. He said, no, there's nothing wrong with you. Go back to work. I went back again. So we did this like three or four times. And finally he said, I'm not going to see you again. There's nothing wrong with your eyes. And then workers comp calls me and tells me that uh, I'm malingering and I either stop going to, they're, they're not going to pay, pay for me to see him anymore. And uh, that 
they're going to bill me for the time because uh, I don't have anything wrong with me. So this becomes a real problem for me, right? I, I mean, I don't malinger. I don't fake things. I, I worked really hard to get where I got. You know, I, I'm making I'm making eighty, hundred thousand, hundred twenty thousand dollars a year. I don't need to make things up. What I need is somebody to tell me what the hell's wrong with my eyes. And all I'm getting is this freaking runaround and people telling me that there's nothing wrong with me when I know there's something wrong because my eyes hurt like hell and I can't see. So it drags on. It just drug on and on and on. Finally, whatever it was, just quit and went away. But you're going to deal with doctors like that. And you're going to deal with people like that. And it's hell. It's absolute hell, especially if you don't have somebody to talk to that has already experienced it. I, I sat there with my wife in my living room. And I was just looking up at the ceiling because my eyes hurt so bad. And she looked at me and she said, I don't want the kids to see you like this. And turned around and walked away. You know, like I was trying to pull something. I wasn't, literally wasn't. I was not trying to pull anything over on anybody. My eyes hurt like hell. So this is called optic neuritis, and it does happen to people with MS, and it's not pleasant. And it can be seen if the doctor actually looks into your eyes, he can see it. I mean, it, it can be seen. So what I'm telling you is that don't give up and don't think for a second that uh, you're out of your mind because these things are actually happening to you. So, yeah. Anyway, this is this segment. I'm going to come back on here in a minute after I feed my dog. He's looking at me like he's going to eat me with another segment. And, yeah. So, before you get diagnosed, uh, you have exacerbations. And you will go to the doctor. And they won't have a clue what the hell is going on with you. I can remember having, being dizzy and lightheaded and in pain for months. And the doctors treating me like I was out of my mind. And uh, they told me it was heat stroke. Because I worked in really hot environments. Which, you know, would make some sense. This is way back though. Like, uh, I don't know, 15 years ago. So, it might have been heat stroke. Who knows? But the eye thing was real recent. Still sticks in my craw. The problem with people, man, is people suck. They do. You can't trust people, man. You can't trust a doctor, man. You can't trust a doctor like that. Because he is in for one thing and one thing only, man. To make his money and go home. People don't really want to do a great, good job. They really don't want to take care of you. When you find a doctor that really does, you're you're it's great, but it's hard to find those guys. Most of them are simply there to make their money and go. And what you need, especially if you have MS, is somebody that that wants to take a little time because there's a lot of symptoms you deal with. Uh, the fatigue, fatigue is just. Oh, my God. Um, 
And there's a lot of different drugs they can give you for fatigue. Um, I've tried adamedidine. I've tried, uh, oh, geez, the list goes on and on. But what I have found is uh, modafinil or modafinil or whatever. It's a drug that uh, enhances your mental performance. And uh, uh, it's given to me by uh, my doctor. And it does help. The only problem is, is it keeps me very focused on things I want to do. So on one side, it does keep me from getting totally exhausted, but it makes me want to do like a hundred thousand things and I can't do a hundred thousand things. So, but, uh, yeah, so it's, that's pretty cool. Um, there's also the depression. Depression with MS is, man, you, you don't realize how depressed you can get or that you are depressed in your life. That that depression is something that I just, I never knew I was depressed or how depressed I was until I actually sat back and took a look at how far I had gone, right? What I had let myself become. MS just destroyed me. Uh, I had sleep apnea. Uh, they called it cerebral sleep sleep apnea. It was keeping me up 70 times a minute, which means I didn't sleep at all. And MS was causing it, or the damage to my brain was causing it. Now, I had had a, uh, what's it called, uh, brain injury at one point in time in the military, uh, combat-related. Woohoo! And that wasn't any fun, but... Uh, at that time, uh, they didn't really think brain injuries were that big a deal. So it wasn't that, you know. But um, depression can get you in a place in your life that is so hard to get out of. Um, you have to, with depression, you have to find your own way. Nobody can help you with depression, honestly. They can give you all the drugs in the world. They can, they can. They can drug you up. They can give you antidepressants. But in the end, it's you and what's what's depressing you. And that's it. Because you'll still think about it. It's still going to be there. You're just going to have a... You're going to have a drug that's trying to keep you from being depressed. And, and it's not going to actually change anything. So depression is between you... And you, unfortunately, it, it, it's a, it, again, a mental game. Everything is a mental game. Everything, everything in life is this horrible mental game that has to be played. And it's unfortunate, right? Because sometimes, uh, sometimes you look and you're like, why do I have to play chess with myself? What's the problem? What's going on? But in reality, <laughs> here, I'm going to say a word here, man, that that, that uh, you probably have heard, but a lot of people don't understand what it is. It's a paradigm, right? You have created a box around your life. This is who I am, and this is where I live. This is my box. But when a paradigm comes into your box, like MS, right? M MS changes your life it, it shifts your paradigm 
right? Well, anything that shifts your paradigm, you don't like. <laughs> it changes everything, right? It's called a paradigm shift. And when that happens, you have to adapt to it. It's a big change. Most people don't like a paradigm shift. Paradigm shifts are horrible, but it, it changes everything. So MS is a huge paradigm shift, and it's it, it takes your box, the box you live in, and it just blows it open because now you have to think about how am I going to adapt to this disease, right? Because the disease is not going to stop. There's nothing that's going to stop it. And there's nothing that's going to, there's nothing that's going to make it any better. So you have to think about how am I going to, how am I going to adapt and create new paradigms that help me deal with this disease or new habits that help me deal with this disease. And that's difficult. People don't do that very well. And it's hard. And sometimes the people around you don't understand what's happening. And, and that's another problem is there are people around you. They may love you dearly, but they don't understand what's happening with your mind and your body and, and how you're, you're having to deal with it. There's nothing worse than having to go in a wheelchair. In my mind, that wheelchair is, is, is purgatory, right? I have fought tooth and nail to stay out of that wheelchair. Every once in a while, well, I have to go in the wheelchair. I, I don't have a choice, right? For me, that is that is the ultimate uh, betrayal of my body, right? I, I I have to go in the wheelchair, and it's horrible. It's it's just, and I try so hard not to end up in that chair, but I do anyway, you know, and. Um, it's 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 difficult because you you give up all these little pieces. The, the disease takes these little pieces of you over time, and that's another little piece that it, it takes away. You you end up in the, in the wheelchair. Maybe some people don't. So <laughs> some lucky people don't end up like that. But it's a long lasting disease, and and unfortunately, it ends up doing a lot of bad things to you. So I end up in the wheelchair and. And it's, it's a mental struggle with me being in that wheelchair and the depression and the thought that I'm not going to get back out of it. That's difficult. And, and uh, yeah, so you can't let depression beat you down. And you can't let that wheelchair or maybe it's not being able to go to the gym or maybe it's not being able to work a full day or maybe it's I mean there's all these things that you're going to be looking at that that are really difficult for you to deal with and you can't let those things beat you down because if you do then you've created a problem for yourself what you have to do is look at them look at it like this right okay i am going to go in that wheelchair i know i'm going to go in that wheelchair i have to but I'm going to go swimming every day, every day. And I'm going to get out of that damn thing. And sure, I'm going to end up back in it. It's going to happen. And eventually it's going to be permanently. But I'm going to fight it until until, until it has to happen, right? I'm going to fight every day 
until it has to happen. And the same thing you're going to have to say is like, maybe, maybe it's as simple as, as I have trouble getting out of bed in the morning. I'm so tired. Uh, you know, you have to say to yourself, look, I'm going to get up and I'm going to make things happen. It's going to go. And, and, and that's what you have to do. And, and if this podcast helps you, then I'm so freaking happy because I want to be there. I want you to hear that other people understand that. And, and I want to chant with you, man, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to make this happen. It's not going to stop me. And that's what I want. I want people to understand that, that sometimes, sometimes, man, just understanding what you're dealing with is monumental. You know, we're going to talk about other things. I want to talk about how the MS drugs affect you. I'm going to talk about the diets and I'm going to talk about, I mean, there's so many things that we're going to go into. Um, but the first and the most important thing, I'm, I'm kind of taking this like if I was treating myself. The first and most important thing is getting your mind right. You have to get your mind right, you know. You have to get your mind right. You have to get your mind in that place. And then you can move forward. 